it felt like we were so much closer like to have cried in front of someone really hard and in like such a vulnerable way just that moment brought us so much closer hello and welcome back to we dive deeper how the mothering fuck are we all today how is your october going I'm pretty sure January was yesterday. I don't know how we're in October. This year has flown by. What the hell is happening? Genuinely, it freaks me out. Um, I can't tell you how grateful and overwhelmed I am by the feedback from Josephine's episode. You guys loved it so much. And I think I knew you would, just because there's nothing to not love about it. She's so fucking cool. But if you struggle with body image and self-confidence and self-worth like I do on a daily basis, make sure you go and listen to it because I think it could really, really help. It made me see myself differently and that, that's a hard thing to fucking do. So it's time for review of the week. I'm not going to sing it this time because it's just getting more awkward each time. But hey, if you fancy being review of the week in a couple weeks when the next episode is out, then go and leave us a review and rating um, and maybe I'll pick you and maybe I'll love you. In fact, I'll definitely love you. So please go do that if you haven't already. But this week's favorite is from Johnny J. A. And he says, so good to hear about things you can relate to, learn from, and just listen to. And it's not superficial stuff. This is what being human is about. Sharing, connecting, and opening up. Can't wait for more. Johnny, you fucking hero. I completely agree. Sharing and opening up and connecting with other humans is the best feeling in the world. And it can be terrifying and it can be scary. But I implore you to do it or to try and do it a tiny bit more each day because the connections and friendships and bonds you make from these shares are amazing i digress and johnny you want more you are gonna get more because you can get the full versions of these episodes on my patreon for as little as one tiny dollar a month you get all the episodes in full and a week earlier than everyone else what are you waiting for get signed up at patreon.com forward slash kate mcgill and you get a shout out on the first episode you listen to after you've signed up so off you go i'll wait okay on to today's episode a few weeks ago i flew to la with butter dream no no i flew with a broken suitcase and i cut my uber driver because of it and she did not accept my apology and i felt very guilty But whilst I was there, I obviously spent time with my wonderful American amigos, one of those being the one and only Keena Granis. And today's guest, Imaginary Future, aka Jesse, is Keena's husband. Yes, there is the correlation. Um, I don't do couple goals. I don't get that whole narrative, but fuck me. Witnessing these two and their love is like nothing I've ever seen before. It's actual magic it's a magic show happening in front of your eyes it's amazing to see and I remember hearing Jesse's music for the first time about eight years ago now eight years um his album Fire Escape was the soundtrack to the first couple years of Metal Arc we had it on in the car all of the time in fact I am gonna have to go and listen to it right after this to be honest he's so talented and such a beautiful human being And I feel so privileged and honoured that he gave me some of his time whilst I was over there. So I'll shut up now and let you be taken away by the sound of his lulling voice. You are going to love this one. See you on the other side. Okay, well, welcome. Thanks. 
We are currently in Keena and Jesse's studio and I'm just so grateful that you're letting me pick your brain today. It's so fun. <laughs> um, let's dive right the fuck in. Pick a number between 1 and 70. 62. Have we had a 62 before? Oh, God. Oh, it's funny considering everything that's just happened. When did you last cry? <laughs> cry with pain or sadness? Ooh. Right in the feels. With pain or sadness. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing that comes to mind, I'm sure Kina talked about Jakarta plenty, but it's like peak emotional experience for basically any question, probably. Yeah. It was maybe about a month into being trapped in Indonesia for for playing a concert and it was I cried when I called my friend on the phone and and talked to him about the possibility of us going to prison for five years and I think saying it to a friend instead and instead of trying to like be strong with my parents I was being strong and internally with our band who was there I was trying to be strong and then the first kind of slip in in vulnerability with like a friend on the phone just be like yeah we might go to prison I don't want that and I just like fully felt what it would be like oh my god yeah like what was that experience like for you because I've heard obviously from Keenan's account but did you is it different being there as kind of Kina's husband was did it feel like more about her in that wanting to protect her from everything I think we were both protecting each other yeah I would try you know toward toward the end when when it we were trying to get out and there kept being kind of these glimpses of hope and toward the end I did start protecting her I guess because per her request because she was like don't tell me when there's a hopeful thing she's like you know yeah just let's just keep moving but I had to know about all the little moments of hope um so in that sense I guess toward the end but we protected each other we were just constantly looking out for each other yeah yeah oh it's so weird to think about it feels I'm thinking about the crying on the phone and it and then kind of coming home and seeing that friend it felt great like it felt like we were so much closer like to have cried in front of someone really hard and in like such a vulnerable way I feel like it just that just that moment brought us so much closer do you know what I mean yeah completely it's something so (laughs) I've spoken (coughs) about this before but like there's something so beautiful about crying like I don't understand. I mean, I I do get it because it's uncomfortable to see someone you love or even just a stranger. It's uncomfortable to see someone cry because you don't want them to be upset. It's yeah. a natural thing. But when you when you came back and you realized that you had that closeness and yeah. you and, you know, you just feel so much better naturally after crying. Yeah. And so much good comes from letting that emotion out. Yeah. And yet we're all so terrified of it and want it to stop as soon as it starts. And it's no wonder we all have so much 
pain in us because we never let it out or let our friends let it out and we're like i'm sorry i made you cry like stop crying it's fine and it's like it's a privilege to see someone cry so i imagine your friend probably felt that too hearing that or having that experience with you because you won't ever forget a moment like that yeah it's I, like i wonder amazing. i think about it sometimes when i'm ha- when i'm just hanging out with him like oh you saw me like really in it and we don't talk about it really yeah you know but i yeah i want all of my i want to cry in front of like all of my friends and i want all of them like hard, like hard crying. <laughs> I feel like we would all just be so much closer. It's really hard to make that happen, though. It's ve- I tell you what, though, it's very cool to hear a guy say that and excuse the, I guess, the sexist. What would you call them? Assumptions. Yeah. There. Oh. But it's it's really cool to hear a guy be like, I would love to see all of my friends just break down in front of me. I would. <laughs> right. And vice versa. Yeah. Like there's something. So I even had a moment like that um, on this trip actually because we're currently in LA at the moment. Didn't even say that. Um, and uh, do I go into detail? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's called We Dive Deeper, and I'm open book. I have been like drinking quite a lot like to a point where I I knew in me that it's been a bit too much yeah but (laughs) basically on this trip my friends kind of noticed and and thing is I've been drinking a lot but it hasn't felt like it's come from a place of I need alcohol and if I don't have it the world's going to implode. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like I could easily go without it. That was fine too. But there was wine in the fridge. And I don't know, my friends were out doing kind of songwriting sessions and I'm having lunch, so why not have a glass of wine? Sure. Like, it felt that simple. But it was happening regularly, like daily at this point. <clears throat> and um, and my friend came in and she said, like, it was obviously in the day, and she was like, what's that? And I was like wine and I could feel everything in me shutting down like such shame shame. and I rarely feel shame like that Mm. very rarely but it was interesting to see how it affected my body and um I I said wine and she was like why are you drinking wine and I was just like because I want to and I was so defensive and I could feel myself get more and more defensive um and I in that moment I felt very judged but it it wasn't that. It was purely because I had already judged myself and someone was just pointing it out, basically. Mm-hmm. So I kind of imploded a bit and I was very unlike me. I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Stop talking to me about it. And she was like, I'm just your friend. Like, I'm noticing that you've gone through quite a lot of wine this trip and I just want to see if you're okay. And I was like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I'm fine, blah, blah, blah. Just, and I knew in that in the whole moment as it was happening, I was like, this is so unlike me to be like this and to shout like this or whatever and then I kind of stormed off in my room and shut the door and started crying loads and in that moment I was like I know that this is all me this is nothing to do with my friends Mm -hmm. it they care about me they just want to know that I'm okay and that I don't have a problem um but then so my friend came in like maybe 15 minutes later and she was like if this was anyone else I would give them all the space in the world and let them come to me but she was like, I know you well enough to be like this is not how we do our friendship we talk about things and yeah. it's all okay so we had a moment and we were both yeah that really vulnerable 
cry we were just both sobbing our hearts out and fair enough both of you. she was too yeah and she was just like oh, i love you so good. so much yeah. and i don't want to see you like this and she's like i just want to help you i didn't mean to come across judgmental and i was like i'm just so ashamed and embarrassed and i'm drinking a lot and i don't know why and i lay my head on her lap and like we've never had a moment like that and i've been friends with her for like seven years eight years now yeah. um and that's a moment that I will never forget now because that's it's bonded us more so than any other moment that we've shared. But it came from such, such a vulnerable place. Like I haven't felt that vulnerable in a very, very long time. Yeah, and I love that she was crying too. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's almost harder as well in a way because you're like, crap, my actions are affecting other people too. It's not just me anymore. But... There is so much good and beauty that comes from those moments because no other moment, even if we just, you know, had like 10 minutes laughing together, you never remember that, but yeah. that you'll remember forever. Yeah. And I imagine it's the same for you and your friend. Even if it's unspoken, you're like, we've shared something. It is. I kind of want to ask him now. <laughs> yeah. you know, be like, well, when we like are just hanging out, watching a movie, do you ever think about how I just like lost it? <laughs> And you were so, he was so steady and amazing. Really? Bikina has been my crying, like, muse. Yeah. I mean, she she cries a lot. And, but it's in always in, like, super productive ways. And the way that we frame it, I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but that it's, like, she needs to reign is what we call it. Oh, I love that. And it, like, kind of builds up the kind of storm clouds and and... The only way that it's going to feel better is if it rains yeah. or if she rains. And otherwise it just kind of sits and builds and gets darker. And yeah, it's, it's, um, it's always so much better yeah, after. Always. So like sometimes we're having a conversation and I know that like, we just need to get to the point where she cries. Yeah. And then it will all <laughs> just feel so it. much lighter. Yeah. The weather, the weather thing is such a perfect way to describe emotion. I think, cause it really feels like that when you wake up and I wrote a song, I think called head cloud once. Cause you just feel like you're in it's a, good title. a cloud yeah. and you're just like, I know that it's just a case of moving some things around. And actually, like, we've had, yeah, voice notes with Kino or any friends or even just actually singing. It just evokes it. It does what it needs to do. It pushes the button it needs to push mm-hmm. and it just comes out and you're like, oh, release. And even though it's like, it's a horrible feeling in that moment, as soon as it's done, you're like, so, yeah. that's it, done. Like, and the cloud's gone. It, yeah. And it's so, like you were saying, it's, you know, it's so many men are just keep it in and I've just I I've always has never resonated with me like I've always cried easily at animated films and otherwise you know yeah I just not as easily as Kina but but have never really had a block with with that which I'm I feel very grateful for yeah that's so amazing and quite unheard of I think I don't think I know personally maybe one or two but most of the men in my life wouldn't feel like that in fact i don't think i've seen which is so weird because they're humans having the same difficulties and experiences and yeah yeah such a i think obviously that shifting that like be a man don't cry it's like the word it's like my least favorite thing in the world i hate i hate that yeah there's no reason for it 
So were you, like, your family, was it very just normal to share emotion? And it wasn't, you know, if you cried, it wasn't like, stop crying. It was welcomed. I mean, yeah, there wasn't a ton of, my dad wasn't going around crying all the the time, (laughs) you know. Yeah. But he is, yeah, he's in touch with his emotions in a a healthy way. Right. Which is And even that's like. Yeah, and I think he never said to me, you know, toughen up, don't cry. That was never, there was like no kind of machismo in our family culture, which I'm incredibly grateful for. Yeah. How do you, do you think that's like affected your life? Like when you see your other kind of male friends, do you notice a difference in that way? I think I've tried to surround myself with male friends who can cry easily. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Who are just in touch with their emotions. And once a week I do kind of a, a, a meeting with, with four friends and we just talk about our emotions and sometimes there's crying and we talk about what we're struggling with and it's incredible I've been doing it for the past couple years and yeah and the criteria for like who we were cry putting in the okay (laughs) on it nicely done yeah it was it was we were trying to you know build a group of people who were just super open and super able to cry at any moment basically you yeah know, or at least go there was that kind of weird at at first was it or was everyone just like hey this is cool like jump on board and... we just jumped in really it felt so good and now yeah we've had some friends come and visit and kind of sit in for a night and then leave being like whoa that level of openness and vulnerability is not something you know that i've really witnessed so it's a it's i feel so lucky to get to do that and have that space that's so i think amazing. everyone should do that yeah well i think thankfully because of you or i don't know who brought it to who but keena brought it to yeah me and this friendship group that we're in and i yeah. i've noticed such a difference just having that weekly check-in with people that know what's going on with you know yeah. the situations in your life um it it feels like counseling and therapy right but with people that really know and understand you yeah. and love you and it's great and you don't have to pay for it and it's free <laughs> yeah. and yeah so say it's the two benefits it's free and you also get to be on the other side which feels so good yeah i i have never done therapy regularly i think it's amazing and i'm sure at some point i will but to get to be the patient in you know every week and and then also, you know, talk for 20 minutes, cry, whatever, and then get to be on the other side. It feels so good. And it feels like a nice, healthy balance instead yeah. of just lying on the couch. Exactly. It all being about you, you know. <laughs> do you think, like, how do you think that's affected your life? Like, when you think about before you started doing the weekly check-ins to now? I don't know. I think I really love, I think it's, for one, oh no. That is fine. <laughs> Shoot. I didn't think about that. I silenced my oh, phone, but not the computer. Oh, God, I can see myself in the reflection. How yeah, that's like, that's you. Um, I think, let's think. Should I, should I silence it? Maybe nah. I'll, okay, I'll just let it go. We'll just cut it after. I, let me think. Because that's a tough question. I think, I think it's affected, It's it's made all of us, so much closer for one this was like a group of four or five people who knew each other pretty well but like when you meet once a week 
and go and dive into the craziest things that you're going through and and if you're open and if you and if you're vulnerable you basically can't not get really close with those people it's impossible yeah. it's like the recipe for cultivating great friendships i feel like <laughs> yeah. versus you know you meet at a restaurant once every however long and just have a kind of surfacey conversation yeah like I think you could do this weekly meeting for a couple months and it equals years and years of like what we think of as normal friendship or whatever I was used to as friendship yeah. in the past. And I think as well, I, I remember learning when I went to counseling and I was in a relationship, it was very much like a, you can't, the one of the keys to a good, healthy relationship is to realize that your one person cannot be every single thing they can't be your therapist and the person you go to the gym with and blah 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 like it's good to have other people for that yeah Keena and, and I do go to the gym together yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. well you I mean you're a couple goals on a new level <laughs> but like to have to have people that you can go to and even even the stuff that you maybe didn't feel comfortable sharing or you know I'm sure you do feel comfortable sharing with Keena with everything but to have people that you can talk to about about every do you know what i mean like absolutely they're not just not everything is on one person yes. you can offload lots of other things yes, to different absolutely. people and it's it must it must help other relationships and other areas of your life having sure. that yes to have a network like that i've always had a good group of friends i've just gotten really lucky in that way to be surrounded by awesome people and i feel so supported by just the thought of having of all these people like sometimes I'll just sit and think like I love this person and this <laughs> yeah. it's like it's amazing to sit there and think of 15 people whom you love or whatever and just feel like just thinking about them yeah. can bring you so much joy which is so weird yeah yeah it's very very cool yeah I think that's that's one of the things that I want to or that I'd love this podcast to do is to just encourage people to just share like more yeah. and yeah. it's really really scary if you don't do it on a regular yeah. basis but I guess I'm so I'm so used to just fucking I mean I've just basically told you I'm an alcoholic on a fucking <laughs> <Do you laughs> I mean? I'm so used to sharing every single inch of my life that I don't even think about it but for a lot of people it's terrifying I know but then what happens and that's the other thing that's emerged from doing this weekly meeting and being open is that it's made normal social interactions so boring (laughs) like it's kind of ruining a lot of things which is okay but just you know getting coffee with someone catching up and it's not it's like nothing yeah just like yeah so it's really it's 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 been tough yeah it weeds out the people that really are not up for doing that or at least is making me sit there at that getting coffee and just ask a better question, (laughs) you know, or just like try to find, to find something of substance. Yeah. Yeah. I always worry that I'm nowadays though, because I'm so, I hate the small talk, obviously. I'm always worried now I'm just too much of an intense person. I know people, some people are like, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah. they're just like, well, I don't like yeah. stop asking about my childhood. Like I just came here for a hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
um but i guess that that's that's what life is right just finding your crowd yeah and yeah it's definitely happened where i've tried and and asked about someone's childhood or something of the sort and then crickets and it's like okay (laughs) well how about them lakers you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) i love it right let's go on to another question okay great okay i have to give you a number yeah 14 14 okay what are you most determined to do in your life I guess that can be on so many levels, can't it? Yeah. It's definitely not a thing. Like, Mm. I know it's not a thing. I know it's not an achievement. And I'm not a goal-setting person. I'm so glad that you said that because I have been in turmoil in my own brain in the last few days. Like, I I don't do goals. I never have... I'm I feel allergic to goals. <laughs> I really do. I really do. I for instance, I I you know, I have a friend who is a musician and he, you know, wants to play the biggest venue in LA, the Hollywood Bowl or whatever. And it's like that's the goal. I want to do that. And we've had lots of discussions about this and I understand it. I understand the appeal, but to me yeah, setting a goal like that, if you do that, then you're basically saying, I don't care what every day looks like or what it takes to get there. Yeah. She's like, that's the thing. And then you kind of are not present in whatever's happening up until that point, but then you've achieved that goal. And then once you achieve that goal, you're like, And then well, obviously no. you want more and you want the next biggest venue, which is, I think, kind of been the case. But, but yeah, it's like I am so much more concerned and I don't know why this is I've always been this way I've just like what my day-to-day feels like and if and and kind of processes versus a goal you know yes so yeah yeah so it's hard to think like what do I want to achieve is that I forget if that was even yeah what are you most determined, determined to do to do yeah I, I guess like, the doing it's I know nothing <laughs> I know obviously I want yeah I I it's multifaceted I guess in all the areas of my life like I hope someday to be a good father and I think it's mostly like relationship based I want to be known as like a good friend and a good husband and a good father and on the career side of things like I want to with my music help people feel things and understand their emotions and experience love or experience calm or whatever they get out of one of my songs yes so I I, yeah it's really hard for me to boil it down to one thing yeah I I'm just so glad you said that because I've I've just been in the exact same headspace but you know um have you heard of Jay Shetty yeah yeah so he he kind of talked a lot about like sacking off the goals for like just a mission yeah and he was like I don't, you know, you can have small goals if they help you to get somewhere, but to have the underlying overall in life, I want to. So for example, I, I don't have any goals much like you. Like I don't care about venues to play or, you know, I don't have like, I just want X amount to listen to this podcast. Right. Yeah. If I I get to 10,000 listeners or, and someone asked me that recently, like how many, what's your goal for 2020 for 
you know, Spotify monthly list or something. And I was like, I'm going to release a couple songs a month and try to reach people and write music that's meaningful to me. And because you can't control the goal, I think. I no. think like at its core for me, that's what it is. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I have control over the goal. I do have control over what I do every day. Yes. I think it, it sort of comes down to that. And also like, like we said, if the if you reach the goal, then you're going to want the next one. And what if right. you don't reach it, then you're going to feel bad about yourself and just waste time feeling bad about it. Like, yeah. I think, and I understand though that for many people, goal setting really makes them feel productive and happy. And there's something in that that I can see from like my friends and stuff that it it gives them fulfillment. And me- but it's the meaning I question because I. I can be like, I want X amount of people to listen to this podcast or whatever. But every day I'm like, okay, but why? If there's no why underneath it, if there's not some something tying it all together, then it's they're just meaningless to mm-hmm. me. And I haven't figured that out yet, I don't think. I don't know my why. It's tricky. Do it's... you know your why? I guess just for music, relationship, right? For... Like anything that you do happiness i don't know freedom yeah i mean sense of purpose i guess yeah for music like i i feel it it really fills me to know that my music is having some impact you know like that feels amazing on one person if you get in you've gotten tons of emails from (laughs) from a person saying that this you know like that that feels like a good why to me yeah that you're actually like touching people in a way that very few things can do. I feel like so lucky that that's. Happening. Yeah. But yeah, I just feel in general that the goal is like, if you focus on the destination in general, yeah, then, then it's you're just the, like, the, yeah, you're not, you know, whatever that cliche thing. <laughs> yeah, you're not. What is it? The journey. Some Miley Cyrus something song like or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sounds the climb. Be, yeah. Yeah. What a tune. What that sounds so banger. good. <laughs> I think I yeah. love that song. Yeah, you're so right. And I, I, I think <clears throat> I think I need to um I need to spend time figuring that I think it's actually I'm just realizing that it's okay to not have goals. I think it's okay. I and I think yeah, I had to like give myself permission to not have goals, I think at some yeah. point. And and maybe sometimes it can work to my disadvantage to our disadvantage, whoever doesn't have goals. Like I a let's say there's a the top of a mountain in sight like i I was just talking about this with a friend like he is like i will run until i reach the top of the mountain if i see it and i'm like i want to get there i want to get to the top of the mountain and i I was like looked at the mountain i was like i would stop like five feet short of the mountain and be like that was great <laughs> of the mountaintop. Sorry. Uh, I would yeah. stop five feet short of the of the mountaintop and just be like, that was an awesome trip. Wow. Like I don't I don't know. And maybe that's like you were talking about earlier with finishing things. It's hard to finish things. But I, I don't know if it's like necessary. Yeah. Because I, I feel like my my goal, I think genuinely is just just to kind of make my life as happy as possible. Yeah. That's literally it. And I I find joy in 
I mean, I don't know how it's joy, but like any time of the, a problem arises emotionally or whatever, I find joy in just being like, cool, how can I tackle this the best so that it doesn't crop up and hit me in another week? Like, that's kind of it. That's... Well, and part of your why is reaching others, though, obviously. Like with every decision you've made in your career, you know, putting videos on YouTube and putting these podcasts out, you're not just keeping them on your computer you yeah know? there's a connection piece yeah. for you and I feel that too yeah where I really to know that you've been some small part of someone's life or made them think about a thing differently which I'm sure your podcast has done yeah or made them experience an emotion differently which I'm sure you know some of your songs have done yeah that feels amazing we're, yeah just like we're all in our own brains always and we're stuck in there and there's no, you can't, no one can get in except if you make stuff, basically. Yeah. If you make podcasts or music or movies, it's the only way to let people in to your brain and get into other people's, which I think is what we all really want. Yeah. Right. It's just to like, be like, what's this like for you? This (laughs) life thing. How does it feel for you? It's like, that's why we watch movies and listen to music at least that's why I do yeah so true and that's cool though that basically every time you put out a song you can guarantee that there are gonna there's gonna be at least one person listening which is so cool right and they clearly love you enough to keep listening and that in itself you're just like done amazing perfect it's amazing it's and crazy you're, and you're the same with yeah. your music and <laughs> yeah. your, in this yeah that feels so good to me. So yeah. that's the why, I think. Yeah, you're right. I don't think it would be enough to just be like, well, I'm happy doing, I don't know, for yeah. for, for me. Like there's, and I, I think this is the case for you, right? Yeah. Like, it's, I guess. It's about others too. It yeah. has to be about connecting with others. Yeah. I think, I think actually it's good that you said that because it's kind of like connected the two for me. I am a massive advocate for finding my own happiness and learning how to deal with my own shit and becoming more self-aware so that I can help other people but also like it's so important to realize how your shit if you have a lot of it affects other people like if you're gonna help people the first thing you need to do is help yourself do you know what I mean I think that that gets me excited and that's why I I think I'm I did this podcast to begin with because I want to encourage people to look within first rather than blaming everyone else or desperately trying to connect with someone and it just not working to be like, okay, well, this, this is you. This is your stuff. Own up to it. That That's cool. That Absolutely. I feel like that's where like the connection for me really comes in and maybe why this period of my life, definitely I've maybe been a bit more self-involved because I'm like, once I sort out a healthy bunch of all my stuff, I'm going to be able to do a hell of a lot more for other people than I ever have in the past other years that I've not dealt with my stuff. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And even going, just going through that process as an artist and as a songwriter, you're just mining for great things to write about and to reach people. Yeah. Would you consider yourself quite a self-aware person then? Have you always been? Uh, I think so. I, yeah, I, it always, it, it baffles me, you know, when people, um, are, yeah, a lack of self-awareness, I think is maybe one of my 
one of the things I, it's really hard for me to deal with in, in meeting people. If you're like, really? Like someone, I'm trying to think of like the most recent example. Someone was at the, at the gym. We were talking about the gym. So someone was at the gym on the, I was running on on the treadmill at the gym and the person next to me was blasting music from some little like speaker. One of those like, like Bluetooth really tinny, like speakers, like, yeah. which they brought to the gym. They weren't wearing headphones and it's just like, and he was so much stronger than me. So there was no way I was going to say <laughs> anything. And I think he like, that's why he can have the Bluetooth speaker maybe because he's so strong, but I was just like, how? I didn't understand. I don't get that. Yeah. I want to, I wanted, I would love to have him sit here yeah. with us. Like I find myself being like, like I would, yeah, not be mad. I just yeah. want to know. Yeah, like purely like, curiosity. Do you not like, oh, it's so interesting. It's fascinating to me. It yeah. really is. It really is wild. It is so fun. I, I love, that's what I think I love these questions too. Cause I've had some other people that I'd ask these questions to and they like, and it's no disrespect, like everyone's on their own journey, but they just, they just don't know. They've yeah. never once thought to ask themselves something like that or to so look inward. Is that guy, I think it was EDM, like really awful EDM. Right. What do you think he would say? That's why I wanted to, if you were like, do you think that like the, all the people around you like this or do you, what do you think, what do you think his answer would be? I found myself wondering that. I reckon it would be a, an I don't care. Defense. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, that that was my immediate thought. Like, I, I, I well, care. I want to listen to it. I don't really care what the people. Yeah, think. maybe that's right. He would just say I don't care, and then what do you say? I just want to like let's just play <laughs> yeah. that card. Do we don't have to play. do that. Because I guess that it like, but then that again, it still shows a complete lack of self awareness, right? Because even if you said like I don't care, that means I'm not aware enough of why i don't care about other people yeah do you know what i mean yeah like you're just you're stopping there and thinking it's fine that i don't care and you're like well but why do you not care right because <laughs> he's not yeah well I don't, he could he could be like yeah i'm very self-aware i first of all i'm super buff and second of all <laughs> i brought this bluetooth speaker because i want to listen to the music and i really legitimately don't care about any other person here and I know that they m- might hate me. I yeah. wonder if like that's even part of it. God, that might even be a thing. That would be wild. So what does that even mean? <laughs> like people's brains are fascinating. Oh, I want to bring him here. Maybe you'll see him next time. <clears throat> Maybe talk you can about ask this. him. Yeah, I'd be like, say, excuse me, sir. I-, I was on a podcast recently <laughs> and I just want to call something to your attention. <laughs> it concerns your Bluetooth speaker yeah. at the gym. Or maybe... Headphones. Everyone else is wearing headphones. I know. Maybe he legitimately thought everyone would enjoy this music or he was just trying to share a song. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be lack of self-awareness. Yeah. Right? So if it's that one, then <laughs> yeah. definitely. Oh. Yeah. And the pe- what's crazy is that everyone's clearly on so such different parts of their like I know. awareness of themselves. But it's... Yeah. That's why it's such a joy to find people that are just up for even answering questions like this. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even that's a fucking bonus. Of a lot of people like like we said, like, no, I don't want to talk about my childhood. Yeah. The that, end. That's why it's so fun to listen to your podcast. <laughs> and there's another plug. <laughs> okay, let's get another one in. 
Oh, we got 10 minutes. Things fly by. Oh, wow. Okay, so yeah, pick another number. Okay, how about 18? 18. Okay, well, I, this would be interesting actually. What did your last relationship teach you? But you've been with Kina for like ever, right? Well, what's interesting is I I like, and this is actually Kina's, Kina's thinking, but she has a great way of, of looking at it. Basically, like, I view, we both view our relationship as many relationships. Right, okay. Which is, it doesn't feel like one relationship. We've had a few breaks, and I feel like each... Yeah, I feel like each chapter, we were talking about this recently, feels like a totally different relationship. And I think that in many ways, that's like the mark of a good relationship. Do you know, like we, we were just, uh, we read this, or we listened to this awesome audiobook. I don't know if you saw it. And that is where I'm going to leave it today. I'm so sorry to cut it there. Um, but go and check out my Patreon for the full version. Jesse goes on to talk about Kina and he gushes about her and their relationship and how they met. And it's such a beautiful story that you don't want to miss. Patreon.com forward slash Kate McGill. And I'm going to leave you on one of my favorite quotes from my favorite book, The Untethered Soul. If you want to be happy, you have to let go of the part of you that wants to create melodrama. This is the part that thinks there's a reason not to be happy. You have to transcend the personal and as you do, you will naturally awaken to the higher aspects of your being. In the end, enjoying life's experiences is the only rational thing to do. You're sitting on a planet spinning around in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Go ahead, take a look at reality. You're floating in empty space in a universe that goes on forever. If you have to be here, at least be happy and enjoy the experience you're going to die anyway things are going to happen anyway why shouldn't you be happy you gain nothing by being bothered by life's events it doesn't change the world you just suffer there's always going to be something that can bother you if you let it god i love that book i will leave a link in the description if you want to go and buy it or check it out and I really hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys. I'll see you back here in a couple of weeks with Miss Josie Gibson from Big Brother fame. Who remembers her? The best Bristolian accent of all time. Enjoy your lives. Till then, goodbye. <laughs>